This year, we're all looking for the perfect holiday gift, and today I want to tell you about the gallery. The gallery shop is a curated collection of photographs from all around the world. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, for the holiday season, the gallery is exclusively offering our listeners 25% off of your next purchase using the code FRIDAY. That's 25% off of your next purchase at thegallery.com, that's the G-A-L-R-Y.com, using the code FRIDAY. The Gallery, create your perfect space. Today's episode is brought to you by Naked Nutrition. Naked Nutrition provides you with pure protein powders and supplements to help you meet your nutrition and fitness goals. Naked Nutrition is completely transparent about their ingredients. That way you know exactly what is going into your body. No additives means your body gets more of what it needs. And I suggest checking out their chocolate protein bars. Mmm, chocolate. Right now you can get 10% off of your first purchase at NakedNutrition.com by using the code P-O-D. Pod. That's 10% off using code POD for first-time customers. Take your nutrition to the next level with Naked Nutrition. They have to get to the 32. Four-man rush. Bridgewater. Pocket collapses. He's in trouble trying to run it himself. Bridgewater diving and he's there! Unbelievable! He flew through the air like Superman! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, a Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. It's a Wednesday edition of the Meow Mix podcast. We're going a day early this week because of the holiday, the Thanksgiving holiday. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. gobble. Um, so we don't have uh, injury reports, unfortunately, to talk about, although there's a couple of news items there. Um, we have some idea about who may or may not be playing for the Panthers at least. Um, but first we'll kind of get into, I think a mailbag, Jerry. Yep. This was actually sent in by my nephew. Um, he said, is it a long shot to be thinking about the playoffs for the Panthers? Because they could be a sleeper for the seventh seed. At first I kind of laughed when I got this and I was like, there's no way that they can even really be in the, but as I'm looking again with seventh seed, Right now, the Chicago Bears are holding the seventh seed in the NFC. They're at five and five. And then they have one, two, three teams at four and six, Minnesota, Detroit, and San Francisco. So that makes this game very important for the Panthers if they want to sneak into that honest discussion of seventh seed. So I'm actually seeing the Bears in eighth right now. I've got the Cardinals at seventh at six and four. I have the I have the Cardinals at six. I have New Orleans one, Rams two, Green mm-hmm. Bay three, mm-hmm. Seattle. Oh, you're missing the NFC East. You got to think about the NFC East. Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot. I was looking at records. One of those crappy teams is getting in there. You are correct. So yeah. it is Arizona at six and four. Yeah, which I think makes this uh, a Even no. Hard, I don't yeah. think that the Panthers you, will be able to make the playoffs. They would have to win out. or I mean, they would have to win out, realistically. They'd and have to win out. And even then, you'd have to, you know, they lost uh, They lost to the Cardinals, right? Mm-hmm. 
And... No, we won the cup. We beat the Cardinals, so we'd have the tiebreaker against the Cardinals. Okay. So, you so would have that to would win be out. the only yeah that would be the only scenarios if you if we went out because I don't see the Cardinals going two and two and two, two what two and four two and three whatever the rest yeah, of the way like I don't see that happening. Uh, we're not going to pass this the Buccaneers. We're not going to pass the Saints. We're not going to pass the Seahawks. So, and the uh, and, and the other bad thing is, is there's four teams ahead of us. Yeah. Before we even think about that seventh spot. There are technically five teams ahead of us if you count the seventh spot. So I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. I don't either. In the rankings I have, it shows the Panthers are only ahead of Atlanta Falcons in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. All of the NFC East. Yeah, pretty much. Except so. for uh, whatever team comes out of the NFC East. Uh, which is unfortunate. Um so right ahead of us, we've got the 49ers, Lions, Vikings, and Bears. I mean, we do have a fairly good schedule the rest of the way, but we still have to play uh, Green the Bay Green and Bay, New and Orleans. we still have to play New Orleans. And New Orleans, is that's probably not going to be a, sit, a sitting game, more than likely. Yeah, because um, they'll still be trying to get that number one seed, because they only get one bye. Number yeah. one seed. Yep. And... Honestly, you know Sean Payton's going to coach to beat us, especially if we're trying to make the playoffs against them. Sure, like in that case, certainly. Uh, now, if it's for like playoff or uh, draft seating, then he will just give us the game if it hurts us. So as we've seen before, if it hurts us and doesn't <laughs> right. affect him, yeah, <laughs> he'll do whatever is worse for us. We've Meanwhile, seen that. Many coach times. Ron Rivera is going to put all all the stops there. Hey, Rivera might actually make the playoffs. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite possible. Um, yeah, so thanks for the uh, the thought there, Ryan. Um, it would be shocking to me if the Panthers got anywhere close to the playoffs, honestly. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I think it's going to be too too much of a hill to climb at this point of the season. Agreed. Um there is some news. I know uh, we've got one definite thing to talk about with the news, but uh, the NFL did update their schedule. Uh, was that today? I think it was today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was today. Today, Tuesday. And the Panthers have been moved to a primetime game on December 19th, Saturday night, primetime game against Green Bay in Lambeau, where the average temperature, I think, is like 17 degrees. <laughs> At that time of the year mm. up there so uh, you are getting one more primetime Carolina Panthers game this season we and that was when we identified you and I when we did our season preview where we thought that that might be depending on where the uh, Packers were at least might be the game that we could flex in and it looks like that's gonna happen so that's yeah. cool yeah it'll be a Saturday game so you can actually watch it and you know yeah Saturday 8:15. so Feel bad for the Panthers who have to go to a uh, seventeen degree game and that frozen know. tundra. Maybe it'll be cool and like snowing and you know one of those classic Green Bay games. It's always fun to watch. Yeah, I Green Bay is good, just going to be a tough outing, anyways. They are, you know, but they're not unbeatable. Um, no, they've they've had a couple of stinker games this year, and they've As won a couple stinker everyone. games too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say that they're by any means unbeatable by the Panthers, especially 
a Panthers team that we've seen really two out of the last three weeks yeah. against Kansas City and then against the Lions last week. So, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if the Panthers could have gotten Kansas City off the field on a couple third downs, I mean, probably could have won it. I mean, they were right there. They but... were a field goal away from winning that game. So, um, but yeah, I mean, really not a ton of news to talk about today. Uh, really, I guess the only real news to talk about kind of goes into our game preview. The Pro Bowl wide receiver Adam Thielen for the Vikings was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know why. We don't know if it's a contact thing or if he actually tested positive. There has been no news out of the, uh, Minnesota about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- as a Panther fan, I really hope he doesn't play as him and Jefferson are a dynamic pass-catching duo. I mm-hmm. mean, and especially because yeah. I don't think that Dante Jackson is going to play this week. I think mm-hmm. they're going to hold him out another week. Just we'll let him take that bye off too, and then hopefully have him after that bye, just like Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do think Teddy Bridgewater is going to play though. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it then. Um, we'll go ahead and kind of get into the preview here. There are no official injury reports yet, uh, so we're just going to kind of go off of what we think is going to happen. We mentioned Thielen. Um, I agree that I think Teddy is going to play. I definitely agree that Christian McCaffrey will not play. Um, Dante Jackson I don't think will play. Russell Kung, I don't think will play. I think all the guys that were out last week aside from Teddy – Will not play and should not play, honestly. I wouldn't mind seeing Okun back if he's healthy enough, as I think that helps out tremendously. But I the offensive line played pretty well last week, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking, just because we've got the bye the week after, like, if these guys are not healthy enough to play, you know, Okun's been out for, what, two weeks now. Um, mm-hmm. Just give him another this week off. Like you said, the offensive line played pretty well last week, so I don't see, you know, the edge rushers for the Vikings aren't great. Uh, I think this patchwork offensive line, again, could do a pretty good job, so let's just give all these guys outside of Teddy, because I think he actually, you know, he definitely wants to go back to Minnesota and play. Oh, yeah, that's that's why I have no doubt that he's going to play, if possible. Yeah. Um, Outside of... Thielen for Minnesota, you know, I was looking at their inactives last week and I didn't really see anyone of consequence that was out. Um, so I think they're going to be pretty healthy coming in. And this is an excellent offensive team. Real quick, the line for this game is four and a half. Uh, the Vikings favored by four and a half. Couldn't really find an over under uh, for total points. I think they're still a little. Not quite sure with Teddy maybe playing, maybe not playing. So they're they're holding off on that right now. But Vikings by four and a half. I guess they were pretty confident looking at PJ last week to go ahead and put a line out because PJ played pretty well. Yeah, I I would assume so. Like you said, I couldn't find an over-under on this one. Man, that offense is going to be scary. I'm going to go ahead and just jump into it real quick. Minnesota averages 26 Point four points per game, 150 yards on the ground per game, and 236 through the air. 
Defensively, though, they're young. They're very, a very young, inexperienced type of team. And they've been giving up a lot of points. They're 27th ranked in scoring defense, giving up 27.8 points per game. 122 yards per game rushing and 260 yards per game passing. So the goal is to outpace them. In almost every game this year, it seems like, you just have to score more points, obviously. But, I mean, it's going to be a track meet. Their offense is very dangerous with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is a beast. And I personally think that if we have any chance, we have to slow him down. You're not going to be able to stop him, but you have to slow him down. Yeah, and that's going to be tough because he you know, he's he missed a game this year. He's only played nine games, and he's already over 1,000 yards. He is by far... I think the best running back in the game that's healthy right now. Uh, I still take McCaffrey over him, but uh, yeah, he's awesome. He's got 13 rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, the The Vikings' defense, as you said, not good. Uh, the The least amount of points they've given up all year was 13, and that was to the Bears, and that was a weird game. Um, that was the week before this past week. They had just lost to the Cowboys. 31-28, uh, the Cowboys are not a good team. So this is really a game that the Panthers could win. Uh, and that game, by the way, was in Minnesota. So that was a home game for them. This is a game the Panthers could win. But offensively, like you said, man, like Cook, Jefferson, their rookie wide receiver, is a revelation. They, have, they haven't dropped off at all from losing Stephon Diggs. In fact, they may even be better. Yeah. Than they I were mean, I don't know Diggs if you've watched Thielen. any of Minnesota's games. If you watch him play, it's amazing. He catches yeah. the ball and then turns up field. He'll make a guy miss. He's extremely dangerous, especially if he's going to be going against, you know, Troy Pride or Stanley oh. Thomas Oliver, who played last, started last week and did okay, did good. Yeah. But Jefferson can very much exploit that, especially if Thielen is out there as well. Yeah, I think that's going to be a key. If Thielen is not out there, then I'm feeling a lot differently about this matchup because you know you put Rasul Douglas on Jefferson, and then, I mean, their other wide receivers are nobody that you've heard of probably. So I think we'd be okay there. Uh, Kirk Cousins has had a pretty good year. He's sixth in PFF rankings. Completing 66.9% of his passes, has 2,461 yards, uh, 20 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. Yeah, so he will he will give the ball up. He will yeah. throw an interception here and there. Um, but he's having a pretty good offensive year, and those two wide receivers are making it pretty easy for him. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Defensively, nobody really... Of consequence on that defense um, that scares me. Anybody that jumps out at you? No one jumps out that scares me. Um, Harrison Smith, their safety is very good. I would be nervous going towards him that often. But the rest of the defense, for the most part. Oh, Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks is a really good linebacker. Yeah. But I mean, they're like their edge rushers are mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, their interior defensive linemen are mediocre at best. Their corners are mediocre at best. Um, 
So I actually think, and and the deep, the, the numbers prove it, right? They're they yeah. give up twenty almost twenty eight points a game. So um, the defense is not very good. This is a this is going to be a fun game to watch. I think it's going to be another high scoring game. Well, another game we expect to be high scoring, right? I mean, last yeah. week we thought that game was going to be high scoring, and it was anything <laughs> but. So I, honestly. I, d- I definitely like the skill players on the Vikings way more than I like the skill players on the, the Lions, so I don't expect another shutout. No, um, definitely not. But as long as Teddy's healthy, I think the Panthers offensively will be better than they were last week. Yeah, I think they should run a lot of RPOs with Teddy this week because that's what Dallas did, and Dallas picked him apart by getting the ball out of his hands so quickly it confused that young, inexperienced defense. And that's what I think you have to continue to do and just kind of confuse them. Let them out there. Yeah, I don't, I'm, honestly, I don't know what the Panthers should focus on defensively in this game. Um, you stop Dalvin Cook, that, that means you're loading the box. That means you, those receivers are, you know, one of them is going to be running free or – one-on-one matchups and both of them can beat a one-on-one matchup you focus on stopping the receivers then dalvin cook is going to destroy you mm-hmm. so i mean where do you what do you, you pick your poison i guess but which one would you focus on if you're making the defensive game plan this week i would s- stopping dalvin cook yeah i as much as you can like i said slowing him down i think Tahir Whitehead did not play a single snap last week, and I'm hoping he continues to not play a single snap this week. I think Jermaine Carter plays a lot better against the run. His PFF score shows that. And leave him out there. Let the young guy kind of play. If he makes mistakes, at least he's learning from those mistakes. And maybe he can be, you know, a contributor long-term here while Tahir Whitehead we know is gone. Slow down Dalvin Cook as much as possible. Try to get to Kirk Cousins. He does make mistakes, and he's prone to holding on to the ball for a while because a lot of their pass plays are deep passes. Yeah, and as we said earlier, Kirk Cousins does make the occasional mistake. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got 11 interceptions in nine or 10 games, so uh, he is prone to give one up here and there. I 100% agree with what you said about Tier Whitehead. Get him, you know, keep him out of the lineup. Uh, last week, he didn't play a single snap, and the Panthers didn't give up a single point. Well, we can't contribute that all. No, I'm contributing 100 percent to your way ahead. Uh, correlation is causation in this case, and yeah, to hear Whitehead, uh, I, I'm honestly like Jermaine Carter is a better linebacker at this point of his career. Tahir Whitehead has been a negative for the Panthers on defense. We've talked about it all all season long. Uh, There's no reason to put him out there unless Jermaine Carter gets hurt. Jermaine Carter played a very good game. He has an 85 run defense on PFF Mm -hmm. versus a 34 for Tahir Whitehead. That is a massive difference. That puts Jermaine Carter at among the elite. You know, Tahir Whitehead was supposed to be brought here for as a run stuffing Mm -hmm. linebacker. Yeah. Uh, I just like the way the defense looked last week. Obviously, exactly. they gave up zero points. Uh, and some of that was due to who we were facing, but a lot of it was due to just the game plan and the personnel that were out there. And, and those guys were playing hard. Like, whatever 
voodoo magic that Shaq Thompson worked with his speech to the to the team after that drumming that they took against Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago. Keep it up, man. Like keep that leadership going. That's what we've needed from you. That's what we were hoping to get from you. And it looks like maybe it's finally sinking in. And Phil Snow also changed the game plan a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. He blitzed. I think it was the second most the Panthers have blitzed all year. I think the yeah. first game was against uh, Kansas City, or maybe not. But blitzing, especially on third down, helps out so much. And they were sending pressure from different points. It wasn't always the only three linemen. And I think that helps out. And I'm hoping Phil Snow, oh, that helps out in the NFL. And let's try to keep working it. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little revelation for him. Yeah. You know, keep you know, getting burns one-on-one matchups Send and let him work. Yeah. Let him work. Um, you know, talent wise, I think the Panthers, I don't know, man. I mean, our, our wide receivers are really good too. Mm-hmm. Like I would put our three wide receivers up against anybody's, almost anybody's three wide receivers in the league. Uh, I think they're right up there. Definitely like top two or three in terms of, Skill set, talent. Well, okay, don't take their third wide receiver. Take Kyle Rudolph as their third wide receiver. No, I'm I'm saying wide receivers is what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not talking – and even Kyle Rudolph is not what he used to be. You know, he's a red zone threat, but he's not giving you more than 15, 20 yards a game most of the time. I, I agree. I think we have top three wide receivers, one of the best in the league, just yeah, hands down. But that's you know, a lot of teams only go too deep anyways. Depends yeah, on which I think scheme their run. Yeah, and, and a lot of teams have a, a pass catching tight end, which we don't have. Um, but I mean, would you rather have Curtis Samuel or a pass catching tight end at this point? Like Curtis Samuel is doing a lot more for us. Oh, definitely Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I'm actually kind of worried about him walking away in free agency right now, in the off season. Yeah, well, I I read an article earlier. And they were sort of ranking, not necessarily ranking, but putting a value on the free agent wide receivers coming up this mm-hmm. year. And he was only valued at like six and a half million a year. So, I mean, if you could get him for seven or even eight million a year, would you do that for like three years, 22 million, something like that? I, this is off the game discussion, but you got to look. Curtis Samuel, and then we're going to have DJ Moore coming up afterwards with his contract. Mm-hmm. So you got to weigh the pros and cons. Do you think DJ, what's DJ going to try to get? 10, 12 million? Because well, Robbie DJ Anderson's also had... was a first round pick, right? Yeah. So he's got that extra year that, you know, we weren't not going to have to pay him immediately. And Robbie Anderson was only, is only on a two year, mm-hmm. $20 million contract. I think you, I think next offseason, you almost have to extend Robbie Anderson so he doesn't go into that. Maybe. Last I, year. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's realistic to think that you're keeping all three of them. No. Um, I think I, think I, think I would rather keep two. DJ than Curtis. Uh, but I think Curtis versus Robbie is an interesting discussion. I I would love to have that discussion. It's. I've been a big 
supporter of Curtis Samuel, and I would love to keep him on the team, but I think Robbie Anderson's more of what Joe Brady and this offense is going for, as you could tell by his receptions this year. Yeah, uh, and and he's not, you know, he'll be, what, 29 at the end of that contract, I think, so he is a little older, but I think Curtis Samuel's, what, 24, so a good good bit older, I guess. But um, Anderson slowed down a bit after that rocket hot start. You know, he Mm -hmm. hasn't had a 100-yard game since October 11th, Um, so it's been, what, six, seven weeks now. Uh, where his best game has been 77 yards. He hasn't had a touchdown since week one, Robbie Anderson, uh, which is something I very much like about Curtis Samuel is he is finding the end zone a lot recently. So I think it's I think it's definitely a conversation to have. And honestly, if I'm asked right now, I think I'd rather have Curtis Samuel in, for the long term. Hmm. Okay. We'll discuss that in the offseason. Back to the game. <laughs> Well, there's not a ton to talk about with the game, so I think it's no. okay that we go off topic a little bit here and there. You're such a stickler. You're such a stickler for the topics. <laughs> uh, um, you... So, yeah, anything else you want to talk about You know, with the game before we get into our predictions? No, I, I'm just scared of this offense, especially after taking that loss to Dallas. I think that because that knocked them into the playoff purgatory, kind of where the Panthers are. They're only a half game ahead of them at four and six. Yeah, they re- they really needed that win last week, mm-hmm. and they didn't get it. That could go either way. They could be feeling a little down on themselves and feeling like they are out of it, or they could be backs against the wall, desperate, which. That's not something you really want to see if you're a, an opposing defense coming in against that kind of offense. Um, either way, they're going to have to stop the Panthers. Yeah. And that's going to be a difficult task for them. I do see this as a high-scoring game, as we said. I think, unfortunately, that Dalvin Cook is going to go crazy in this game. He's such a good running back. The Panthers' run defense has been better of late, but they haven't faced anybody like Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook just runs over everybody. And I, I see the Vikings, I think, you know, probably they're averaging 150 yards a game rushing. I could see them easily getting that, maybe even a little more. I think they're going to actually slow them down. I think the the team has gotten better at the run defense. Uh, the past, few, past three games, they've been giving up, I think it's uh, 95 yards per game. So, and yes, they had that Lions game. And that Bucks game, they had that 98-yard yard run, mm-hmm. but after, besides that, they did a good job. I mean, again, 98 yards, and if Dalvin Cook Still gets that, counts. it's, yeah. <laughs> you know. But they've been really improving on the run. I think they'll go lower. I think, you know, their average for the year is 112. I could see them getting to like 120 or so, or even less. Okay, uh, well, I'm I'm pretty confident. Would you want to beer bit of the week? Yeah, yeah, beer bit of the week. Uh, okay, so let's set it at you know set it like one. I mean, I, I'm willing to give you like 140. I'll take that. Okay, so over 140, I win. Under 140, you win. 
Now, my bold prediction is going through the air. Teddy Bridgewater goes back to Minnesota. He proves that they made a mistake by moving on before letting him get healthy, throws for over 350 yards this game. Wow. That would be awesome. Um, and, you know, we, we sort of glossed over the fact that this is sort of Teddy's homecoming. Has he played against Minnesota in Minnesota since he's I mean, he hasn't been started, healthy? obviously. I mean, that's... I, I, I mean, did, was that one of the five games last year? I guess not. No. Okay. So this is it. So, um, I mean, another congratulations to Teddy for coming back from that horrific injury. Um, unfortunately, I think my bold prediction is going to be a little negative here. When we did our preview, our season preview show in the off season, uh, I sort of joked that I thought Dalvin Cook would have 300 yards in this game against the Panthers. Uh, I'm not quite going that high. I do think Dalvin Cook is going to have over 200 total yards in this game against the Panthers. So going a little negative um, for my bullet prediction this week, but doesn't necessarily mean that I think they're going to lose this game. Just think that Dalvin Cook's going to have a great game. See, uh, if Dalvin Cook has a great game, I think it's over for the Panthers, to be honest with you. I mean, Dalvin Cook's had a great season, and they're four and six. And that's so, true. Their defense has played awful. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get into the prediction then. Uh, I'll let you go first. What do you think this game looks like? Final score. Final score. I have Minnesota twenty-seven, Carolina twenty-four. <laughs> I wish I could show you mine. Minnesota twenty-eight, Panthers twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> We are right there together. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I was hoping that my loss last week when I predicted yeah, Detroit win, that I'll continue on with, you know, picking them to lose. And if they if they win every time I pick them to lose, I'm just going to keep doing that. There you go. Yeah, unfortunately, I just think that the offense is going to be a little too much for the Panthers in this game. Um, I really hope that Teddy can move the ball enough to where the Panthers can score enough to win this game. But I just see a little bit of a defensive regression coming after last week's just domination yeah. of the of the Lions. I did too. I, I think that was a that was an onslaught. That's not gonna happen every week. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they'll get exposed a little bit more. They won't be able to stop them on third down as much as they were able to last week. And I think you'll, I do think we'll make them pump more than once though. I do think that. Well, that would be good. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I think the way this game starts is going to be a real harbinger of how the game is going to go. If the Panthers can do what they did against the lions and force a a few punts early in the game and get a little bit of momentum going defensively. I think the momentum is huge for the Panthers defensively. They seem to thrive on it um, more than most teams I've seen recently. So I'm hoping that the Panthers can get some of that momentum going. But I think you and I, you know, we're still not sold on Phil Snow. Yeah. And that's kind of where my prediction is coming from is I just, you know, show it to me twice in a row that you can put a good game plan together to stop, especially an offense like this. No, I agree. And I'm hoping Jeremy Chin – May may make that type of play that 
inspires the rest of the defense to come up. Mm-hmm. It's either Brian Burns or Jeremy Chin typically seem to be making those plays. So, yeah. I mean, if you look at the last five games for the Panthers, 27 points, 25 points, 33 points, 46 points, zero points. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's a little, it's a, it's still a little insane that the Panthers won that game uh, with a shutout last week. Uh, it came out of nowhere. So uh, I think this is going to be, unfortunately, a little more like those other games. But we'll see. All right. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Makes Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmakespodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read the comment on the show. We'll be back on Monday morning with our recap of the Panthers-Minnesota game. Uh, Until then, everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the games this weekend. And until next time, keep pounding. Double, double.